Hey there, and welcome to Healthy-ish, your daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley, and today I am speaking with actress and new author. She has a new book out called Finding My Bella Vita. P. Miranda, you probably know her from your high school days, perhaps when you studied looking for Ali Brandy. She did, of course, play Josie. Well, today she's on the podcast to talk about how experience, fame and age has empowered her. Well, it's helped her embrace her confidence and be happy with who she is today. If you do like what you hear from Pia, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish where we talk about well, her learnings from being tagged as Australia's most hated woman. Yes, she was. You can search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Pia, so nice to have you on Healthy-ish. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And well done on your book. It's no easy feat writing a book, so congratulations. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad it's over, but I'm also glad it's over. Yeah. Oh, dang, this is a fun you talk bit. about it, right? That's the good bit. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really nice now. I think just that moment of, you know, when it goes to print, that's the most anxiety-inducing time. And once that's over with and a few people have read it, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, no doubt I have to ask you, I mean, you were such a big part of many of our listeners' lives growing up at school. Many of us studied looking for Ali Brandy. What are your fondest memories of playing Josie? Oh, gosh. I mean, I did a book launch last night and Melina hosted it, which was really nice. And I think that sort of ties into the fact that it was just starting a new family. It was my very first experience of, you know, occasionally in life when you're acting you you get on these amazing magical sets and you have a new family for a certain amount of time and it was just that all-consuming new life that I had created around me and I just loved it it was really it was really great and we're we're still all lifelong not all of us but most of us really stayed in touch and are lifelong friends oh that's nice to hear you actually wrote I thought which was interesting that you know when you were young around this time you were fairly outspoken in interviews you write I looked in the mirror and questioned myself rather than questioning the world around me I thought this was quite profound, this statement. I mean, I probably, well, I think I'm pretty sure I interviewed you way back then. How, tell us about this. How have you changed? How are you feeling more empowered not to perhaps be so outspoken? You know, I think honestly, it was the fear of not working. I just think as young women, we, you know, are taught from a very young age to not be difficult, to toe the line, to be sweet. To be um, kind, to rep- to present ourselves in a certain way, and that doesn't always sort of go hand in hand with being outspoken. And I think you also need to get a little bit older to see the way the world works. When you're young and you really want to work, and you're an actress, you know, and people are saying no to you all the time, you do question yourself and go, well, maybe it's because I'm not good enough. Um, but as I'm older and I have a little more freedom in my career, it's easier and I have a lot of ex- life experience behind me, it's easier for me to talk about this stuff. And I think the world has changed quite a lot in the sense that those things are celebrated way more than they were when I started. How have you, I mean, it's this 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 lovely sense of confidence I feel like you have now when I talk to you, how, I mean, how has this been for you? How have you got to this space and, and become more confident and know that you are good enough? I do think it's for every time you have a setback, every time you pick yourself up after a setback, 
um, I think there's a level of confidence that is instilled in you. So it is hard when you're young um, to find that. But I do also feel like it was somewhat a, pro- a product of my environment where I was in a creative industry, but I was in a creative industry that was very much about commenting on physical appearance. And, you know, when I was young, everyone was very obsessed with, you know, young actresses had to be ingenues and I wanted to work. So I just really tried to fit into that mold. And if I do go back, I have a few old uh, articles, almost every single article for me, for my girlfriends who were acting, it starts with a very big breakdown of what we looked like Hmm. and complimentary that it was like the first thing that's described about us. Like she's sweet, she's got a small waist, she's got this, she's got that. And it's just sort of, it just starts to happen around you and before you know it, you you, you end up towing the line. I mean, that's kind of scary when you look back on that. (laughs) I probably didn't write that one. Yeah, Yeah, no, no. In some ways though, I feel like the other side of this is it still happens across social media. I mean, we're still, you know, and, and you talk about this in your book with Survivor that you you know, were on the flip side, the most hated woman in Australia. So you were talked about in a different sense. How did you deal with this? It was complicated. The thing that annoyed me about that experience was that, you know, it would just be one person would say something on the internet. Like one person said that and then a, and then a, a news website was like, that's a cool line. So then they made it a reality. And then I'm like, well, why am I the most hated woman in Australia? I voted someone out with two other people. Like, I don't understand this. So something about that experience and the the annoyance that I felt at the gender bias in the reaction, I think weirdly after I processed it and stopped self-flagellating, gave me confidence to be a bit more outspoken. Yeah. Actually, one of the things you write at the end of your book is that you know, writing your book taught you who you want to be and what you want to value. Who is this person and, and what are these values that you've come to? Oh, God, actually, I don't know. <laughs> no, I wrote that. No, I, I do. I, do you do? I do you want do. me to read it to I want, you? you know, I, <laughs> no, I know I said it. No, it's actually true. I think it did help me to stop looking back and being judgmental about the the choices I've made or the wrong and right decisions I've made and it helped me want to look forward and say, well, I have a lot of life left, so who do I want to be in the future? And I do want to be someone who my children can be proud of, who is a good role model for my daughter and for other young women. And I want to not be afraid of people, you know, what people think of me. As long as it comes from a good place, mm. I, I think that's who I want to be, someone who you know, I don't want to be a hero, but I just want to be a good person. And a good person is a complicated person. And I think that's what I've come to realize. And being okay with that as well. This is who I yeah. are. And no, this like- is what I am. And and that's okay. You know, we're all, we've all got complications. We're all layered. Exactly. And we all, you know, we all screw up and we all do silly things. And sometimes we do them in public and sometimes we do them in private. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other thing, the other value that I thought really came true through in your book was, your family, your value of family and how important that is to you. Can you tell us a bit about this? Yeah, I do. I, you know, both of my, I do think that both of my grandparents, like both sides of my family, I know that I really honour the Italian side of my family in this book because it just felt right. But both sides of my family, I just had these incredible grandparents who created these beautiful families around them. Like I went out to dinner with my cousin on my mum's side and and her daughter and my daughter and my sister on Sunday night. And those things 
I feel very blessed to have family around me. And, and that's something that as life gets scarier, as you get older, I think when I can, for me, if I can hold on to those people around me, it, it's like, I feel like that is the meaning of life for me. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for coming on Healthy Ish. Thank you. Hey, if you do want to read more about Pia's life and her learnings, grab her book. It is called Finding My Bella Vita and it is out now. Make sure you also rate and review this episode. You can subscribe to this podcast. Of course, Pia is up on Extra Healthy-ish. Jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. If you want anything else, you can also follow us on socials, grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.